0: you're now listening to the river Claremont podcast so i've been working on this sermon for a minute. let me tell you i've been working on it for a while and um, this whole week i just been it's just been like you know spending time with the Lord and you know the when 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 John wrote the book to, when John, when John wrote revelation to the to the, to the seven churches, the, the, the seven letters. He wrote it to the church. Amen. And you are the church. We are the church. So he wrote those letters to who? Us. He didn't write those letters to, to, to people who are unbelievers. He wrote the letters to us to admonish, to encourage. Amen. Not to beat anybody down. So I want you to know, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach you on the seven letters today that John wrote in the, from, from, from the book of Revelation. And it's to encourage you. Amen. And it's to admonish you. And it's to tell you, man, you got this. Hallelujah. So if you got your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter 1. Tell somebody, hold on to your feet. My goodness. Revelation chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you, as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans just as I do. Anyone who has ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Religion is a terrible thing. Religion is man's vain attempt to reach God. Yeah. Christianity is God reaching man through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And that's what he's talking about here. He's talking about religion. Amen. And, you know, I want to say, like, this is, this is a recurring truth in the Word of God. Amen. Where we can love the benefits of God, but not love the God that paid the price. Amen? Hallelujah. We get caught up with the benefits of what was purchased on the cross and at the same time forget the one who paid the bill. Hallelujah. We can can get caught up in the meal but forget the one who furnished the table. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It has to be about Jesus. This book of Revelation is actually a revelation of Jesus Christ. There's nothing new under the sun, and there's, and there's nothing new when it comes to the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, says this, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What is iniquity? It's intent to sin. It's intent to sin that's iniquity. He wants to root that out of your life. Amen. Amen. Root it out. Hallelujah. The love of God. The Bible says it is the goodness and, and it is the goodness of God that will bring a man to repentance. What's repentance? It's making 180 turn and walking the other way from the thing that so easily besets you. Amen. The small foxes. Hallelujah. His fire, his love, it's all there for you to be free. Yes. Amen. What, what religion religion will, will, will say, oh, well, you have to say this and you have to do that and you have to be free. But a relationship with Christ and the knowing the revelation of what he's paid for, what is, what is available to you through the word, what's available to you through the death, Beth, the death burial, resurrection, and outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, God. Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. Romans Romans 11.29 says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. May may we never create an attitude or an atmosphere in this place or in your lives where the gifts, Jesus has to walk out the room and his gifts stay. May we never have that attitude. Because his gifts are without Repentance. But if he can't stay in the room, may we never get to that place. Hallelujah. Because why? Because it has to be about him. It can't be about my anointing and my charisma and look what I do for the Lord. And uh, yeah. me, 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 my, my, my. has to be about Jesus. Yeah. If it's not about Jesus, you're doing it in vain. Because he will clearly say, I never knew you. Yeah. I never knew you. Do you know the Lord today? Do you know Jesus? Do you know his goodness? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jesus was not receiving orders and just performing tasks. It wasn't like he had a checklist from the Lord. Do this, do that, do this, do that, do this. Jesus had a relationship. He knew the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He had a relationship. And out of the relationship with God, Jesus moved. (laughs) Out of the relationship. He wasn't receiving orders and and knocking off a checklist. Amen. Amen. And we can get religious like that. We can, you know, we can think, well, you know, God's just, if I do this and this and this and this and this. I remember, man, this one time I was praying. I used to recite Psalm 91 every night before I go to bed. And this one night I was dog tired. I was done. So I'm reciting it. There's no life coming. There's no life. There's, there's no life. I'm just like, you know, repeating it. And the Lord goes, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm doing what I always did. He said, go to sleep. There's no life coming from what you're saying right now. Go to bed. You'll actually do me more good. You you see how easy it is? Easy to get into that place of, "Mm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Verse 6, it says this. The word Nicolaitans in verse 6 in the Aramaic. Oh, somebody said, oh, he's going to the Aramaic. Okay, getting fancy. Aramaic is translated performing of rituals. That's what, and that's what I was doing. I, that's what I got caught up into, performing the, for, performing the ritual in, in, instead of it becoming alive on the inside of me. I was just, the performing of rituals. So you can read that verse like this, verse number six. You can read it like, <clears throat> you hate the performing of rituals just as I do. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said unto them in Matthew 22, "Thou shalt love thy God, j- thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Everything that you do, for the kingdom, for each other, you are the body of Christ. We're family in here. Amen. Must come from a place of love, must be rooted in love. It's only, for, it's only the love of God on the inside of you that can cause you to even hate your enemy. How do you hate an enemy? I mean, how do you love an enemy? Sorry, how do you love an enemy? It's the love of God. You don't have the, you don't have that. That's not natural love. Natural love doesn't cause you, cause you to forgive someone that's, that's hurt you. That's not natural love. That's not love of this world. Amen. But we operate in a love that the world does not even understand. And to the world, it may look like weakness and you're a pushover and all this stuff. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you so that you can lay your head on the bed at night and fall asleep in the peace of God and in the love of God and knowing there's nothing between you and the Lord. Amen. 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 Unforgiveness blocks it. Unforgiveness blocks the flow. Amen. That's, I mean, I can go into a whole thing. You've got seed in the ground. Unforgiveness is one of those things that can block that seed. Lord, where's the harvest? But you're you're running down this person. Lord, where's Where's the, where's the harvest? But you're carrying hurt towards someone else. Yeah, yeah. Lord, where's where's this harvest for this? But you, unforgiveness is a blockage that will block that thing, that will block the free flow of heaven over your life. Amen. Yeah. The love of God is unlike any other force on the face of this earth, this universe. Amen. It you can call it what it what what you want, but God loves you even if you don't love him back. God loves you even if there's not a real, which man on, which man in this room would say that you were, if you weren't a hundred percent sure that you would get an I love you back from your wife, that you would even say it? <laughs> you got to be sure, that's, you're just putting that out there, uh, you know, like, I, I love you, and you're just waiting for the I love you back, you know what I mean? but that's how God loves. He just gives it. Amen. Love one another. What is revival anyway? We, you know, let's just talk about revival. Revival is, again, revival is for the church, not for the world. Let's just, revival is for revival, back to life. Revival. How, how can you bring someone back to life that wasn't alive in the first place? It's for the church. Revival is for you and me. And then it, and then it manifests itself out there yes. by the love of God. But what is revival? really? Revival is for you falling in love with Jesus all over again. That's revival. You falling in love with him all over again. Like, like it says here, as you did at first. Like you did at first. Amen. That's all revival is. It's fall, and then you carry it. You're in love with the Lord. You're carrying revival. Amen. Revival should just happen around you. Because of, the, cause, cause of the love, you don't have to work yourself up to revival. You carry it on the inside of you. You carry revival on the inside of you. Because you carry the love of God on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Constantly stay in love with the Lord. How do you stay in love? How do you cultivate? How, how, do you, it's, how do you fall in love with your wife? You know, how did you fall in love with? You spoke to her, spent time, you know. There was a desire, there was a, there was a cultivation of a, of a relationship and a Friendship. Amen. Same way with the Lord. Keep that hunger stirred. Keep that, keep that love stirred up. Amen. Worship, w- worship God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To the second church, let's go there. Um, Revelations Revelation 2:8. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Smyrna. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last who is dead but now alive. I know about your suffering and poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not because because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you in prison, that's already happening, to test you, You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I'll give you the crown of life. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. Hallelujah. What's he saying? So this this church was going through major persecution at this time. I mean, major persecution. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3 says this, Dear brothers... And sisters, when troubles of any kind come come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. (laughs) When stuff comes against your life, you rub your mitts together. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Amen. Amen. You have every weapon, God has given you every weapon, God has given you everything that you need. To conquer this life. Right. Hallelujah. He is giving it everything. His name, his blood, the angels, the Holy Ghost. I mean, do we need, I mean, what, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12 of uh, that same chapter, um, James says, God, God, blesses who pa- God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. John 16.33 in, in, in the Amp Classic says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and, and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. Ooh, I like that word undaunted. What, is it, what does that word mean? Not intimidated or discouraged. Be undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. It is scriptural to be tested. It is unscriptural for you to be defeated. God has given you everything. It is not scriptural for you to live a life of defeat. Amen. You commit character assassination on God when you, do, when, 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 when you live like that. You are victorious. God has given you everything. Amen. Amen. If you work the word if you work the Word, the Word will work for you, but you got to get in it. Amen. You got to get in it. Hallelujah. You know, the Word of God, I mean, I mean, it says it's like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Well, you got to swing the Word all the time. And until the, bro- until the rock breaks, you swing the Word of God. Whatever you are dealing with right now, health, you know, mental health, physical health, financial, man, it's, there, is a, there is a scripture in here for you. You've got to dig it out, find it, search it, Google it, whatever you need to do, stick it up, get it in your heart. So, so, so when life comes at you, man, out of your spirit comes the word of God. It, out of your spirit should come the word all the time. Amen. The word of God. Oh, I've got a scripture for that. Yeah. Boom. You know? You who, are, who have health issues in your body, I pray before you walk out of here, the, the, Lord, the, the Lord will take care of that. But let me tell you something. The minute the thing tries to come back, speak the word. The, don't give it an inch. Don't give it an inch. My old dean in school, Pastor Todd Holmes, amazing man of God, has no hip bone. How does he walk without a hip bone? How can you walk without a hip bone? Walking, every step he takes, he's a walk. It's a miracle. The man has no hip bone, people no hip bone he said when the pain tries to come back he, he's like i don't care if i'm in a walmart or a shopping plaza he like, i don't care if I'm, I'm i'm at the mall i say jesus no in jesus name because if if he lets the pain in, if he lets the pain come back he's not walking again amen do not give it an inch if it tries to come back on you you right then and there you stop uh uh Uh-uh. Mm-mm. hold on wait a minute this is not my portion first peter first peter 224 Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, right? Third John 1, amen. You got the word on the inside of you. So when anything, and, and, and that just not only goes for healing, it goes for everything. You, amen. 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 Hallelujah. And I want to say that suffering is not poverty. Right. Suffering for the gospel is not poverty. That's a lie from hell. Yeah. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It is a distortion of the truth. It is a perversion of the truth. Suffering for the gospel, suffering for Jesus. It's not poverty. Amen. Don't let, don't let anybody tell you that it's poverty. It's enduring when you stand for something and people come against you. It's enduring when you stand for righteousness and you stand for truth and you call things out and you see things and, and, you, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you speak and then there's opposition that comes against you. Yeah. There's slander that comes against you. That's what the suffering is. Doesn't it hurt your feelings when, when like, someone says something bad about you? Yeah. I mean, we can be tough and, uh, but it hurts. We have, we, we're, in this, we're, in this, we're in this fleshly body. It hurts your feelings when someone says them. That's the suffering. But it's moving past that and going, man, I love you still. Like, I love you still. But I'll actually love you from here, and, and you can say over there. Some people, you just got to love them from a distance now, Pastor Linda. Come on now. Love them from a distance. I love you. Stay up over there. I love you, but you got to be over there. Amen. Love them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The third letter, Revelations 2, 13 through 17. Who? For I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you. whose teachings is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you, um, you have some... Nicolations, pesky Nicolations, you have some workers of rituals among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sin and I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. My goodness, good luck to them. Anyone with ears to hear must listen and understand what um, the Spirit is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give the same manna that has been hidden away in heaven and I will give to each one a white stone and on the stone be, will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Amen. So what's it saying here? It's saying, "Men, resist false doctrine and stay faithful. Stay faithful. Amen. To the first church, he said, "Men, come back to your first love. If, if you've walked away, come back. I to the second church, he said, do not yield to fear. To this church, he's saying, resist false doctrine and stay faithful. Hallelujah. What is false doctrine? I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. First John 4.1 says this in the Amplified. Beloved, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Let other people call you a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> you have to walk around calling yourself that. Then you put pressure on yourself to prophesy. And then sometimes you you know it's not it flows it's it comes from a bubbling on the inside of you everything that that all all of the gifts of the spirit come from from an overflow from a bubbling forth amen prophesy is like bubbling forth amen self proclaimed prophet my goodness in uh, w- worse is the master prophets that's the worst ones and instead <laughs> test the spirit to see whether they are from God because many false Prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this you know and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit, listen, is every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is already in the world. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world, of sinful mankind. They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world with its immoral freedom and baseless theories. Demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright. We're living in this right now. My goodness. <laughs> is, is, is this a newspaper? Um, <laughs> demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright and the gullible one of the world. My goodness. The gullible one of the world listens closely and pays attention to them. We who teach God's word are from, are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit. And whoever knows God through personal experience listens to us as, and has a deeper understanding of him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know without any doubt the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error is motivated by Satan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. What would we do without it? It is easier for the devil to pervert truth then cause you to deny it. It's easy for him to pervert it a little bit, twist it a little, just a little, just by, just by degrees, twist it. And so that in your, in your twisted understanding of the truth, it has no power. Amen. The truth has power, but like a truth is no power. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that's all he does. He is a like of he is like a lion, roaring, like a lion, not a lion, like, emaciated lion maybe, malnutrished lion, like a lion. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Any kind of teaching or preaching that does not come from the viewpoint, position, and foundation of the completion of the plan of God, from death, burial, r- resurrection, and outpouring of the Holy Ghost is false doctrine. You have to look at the word through the finished work. The complete work of the cross. That's how you look at the word like this. Through the complete finished work of the cross. And it does not end with uh, God God being raised from the dead. It ends actually 50 days later with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, he made an open display of the devil at the resurrection. But the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for me and you to walk out the victory. Amen. That we have uh, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Amen. That bless God whatever comes my way. Oh, you, I'll Jesus. You pray, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. Amen. Build up your most holy faith, your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost. Your faith is built up, and then you speak out of your mouth things that blow your mind. You're, you you Jesus. The stuff that should come out of your mouth should offend your your like brain. You're like did that i just say that did i just say that you should be like you should be a passenger on the ride when the holy ghost takes over amen you're just like whoa amen hallelujah stay drunk stay drunk stay drinking stay drunk in the holy ghost it's only when you're drunk you can actually speak out things that your mind can't even compute thank you jesus hallelujah thank you god thank you father Thank you, Jesus. You know what else is false doctrine according to Matthew 23, which is an open rebuke to the Pharisees? is a person that does not walk out what they preach. You're being false. You're being completely false. If you are not walking out the thing that you preach, my goodness, may the grace of God be on you. But you're, you're being false. Amen. Practice what you preach. Amen. <laughs> Jesus. You know, the Bible um there's a not the Bible, there was a there was a group that when I was growing up. They were very influential in my life as far as like music and stuff. They were called DC Talk is back in the day. They have a song and one of the one, one yeah, come on. 80 90s babies nose knows DC Talk. Anyway. Yeah. And they have a quote and it says this, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today are Christians who acknowledge God with their lips, walk out the, walk out the two doors and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Amen. So you come in here, listen, you, you might know what you might, there's, it's the, the difference between wisdom and knowledge is application, is application. Amen. I remember one time when we first got married, and you know, when you first got married, it's a lot of, you know, two personalities coming together here, two ways of doing things coming, trying to make this thing work. Well, I've done it this way from my entire life. Well, this is how I, and I have honed it to where this is the best way to do this. Well, I've honed it this way, and this is the best way. To, and so now you're 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 you know you know what it is you know you're working things out. Amen. It's like. You know, two wheels grinding. You're working this thing out, you know? And I remember we went and we, we, uh, we told our friend what was going on. She's like, and then, you know, she, bless her heart, she wasn't married yet, but her intentions were real, you know? She's like, well, this is what you gotta do. You gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And I'm like, looking at my wife, I'm like, she don't know. <laughs> Homegirl, about to be married. But it's one thing to know what the right thing to do is. When the rubber meets the road, is the actual doing. Amen. The actual doing of it. Thank you, Jesus. Let's be true. Let's be the same people to our wives. Amen. Let's be the same people. You know, Pastor Rodney said this when we went up to the, was it Pastor Rodney? I don't know. All, all, all these meetings kind of come together. <laughs> oh, no, it was Pastor Caleb. It was, it was, it was Pastor Caleb. He said, you know, be, be kind to your wife. And that was like, boom. Not that I was mean. But you can, you can, we can get to a place where, as men, we go, she knows. She knows. I love her. Come on. She knows. I love her. You know. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to try to be kind to my wife. I'm going to be intentional about being kind to my wife. And I don't know if it's been working, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be kind. Amen. I'm trying to be kind. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm, I'm working. I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. <laughs> Amen. The fourth letter. The fourth letter. Revelations 2. <laughs> Revelations 2, 19 to 29. Hallelujah. says this. I know all the things you do, and I've seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all things. See, I'm improving, and the Lord sees it. (laughs) But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and eat the food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from their evil deeds. I will strike her children dead then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have a a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching, deeper truths, as they call them, depth of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you except that you would hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give the authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Not the nations. You will smash the agents of Jezebel like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone who has ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Stand for righteousness and don't compromise. Amen. Amen. We, we just sang. We just sang. This is how I fight my battles. What God is saying to you is, I'll fight my battles for you. All you have to do is stand. All you have to do is stand. Amen. Stand. Stand for righteousness. Stand, stand, stand. Amen. I am, I am reminded of, of three Hebrew boys that stood. Amen. That stood. They were like, I don't care what you do to me. I, we will not. We will not. We will stand for righteousness. Amen. They stood and they were thrown in a fire. Uh, Ah, you know. And the same with the same with Daniel, right? They plotted because the favor of God was on all of them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. They found favor with with their rulers or whatever. And so, because the favor of God was on their life, they were moving up. They were moving up the chains. They were moving up faster. The fact, you know, they didn't have to go through the same normal, you know, way of promotion. When God promotes you, come on, no one could, no, Jesus, God promotes you, no man can take that away from you. No man can take it away from you. Amen. That's why you strive for God's promotion, not man's promotion. Amen. Strive for God, because the same hand, the same hand of man that will promote you can actually pull it back. When God promotes you, my goodness, there, you've already passed the test before the promotion comes. No manipulation, no, ki- no kissing up to anybody. You're just like, God, I'm just doing what you called me to do. And I'm just going to keep laser focused. I'm not going to worry about what everyone else is doing. I'm not going to worry about what anyone else is saying. I'm not going to worry about it. Knock, they can knock themselves out for all I can. Go ahead, boo-boo, do you. I'm going to follow what God is telling me to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And there's power there. Amen. It might seem like the long way around in the natural, but it's actually the the long way that's actually the short way. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know, the cool thing about those stories is that the very ones that plotted against them, they got, that was their portion. The ones that threw, the actual ones that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, they got burned up. Amen. The guy, the, the people that plotted against Daniel, the, the lion was feasting on their families and them. So the devil will, can plot and plan. He will fall in his own trap. Amen. He can plot and plan. He will fall in his own pit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You just follow God, follow, follow him, worship him, praise him. Amen. I love this, 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 like, this like analogy that, that um, Pastor Ryan said. He's like, they will be as a dog chasing their own tail. Amen. Amen. All this energy got, ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm ninety-one, eleven, says this, God sends his angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. And if you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me and delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you and, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. This is what God says here. It says, I mean, it, 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 it's, <laughs> it says here, um, in, uh, where is it, verse, help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. After, you know, he goes through all this stuff, this is what the Lord says. I won't ask any, any, I will, I will actually not ask any more of you. Uh, verse 24. Those who have not followed the false teachings, I will not ask any more of you, except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. He said, therefore, I will, not you. That's not to say we won't protect, that we won't call things out. Amen. (laughs) If you come in here with any other ulterior motives, the Holy Spirit will will reveal you eventually. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We will address it. Amen. But God says, I'll take, I'll, I'll, let me do it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Jesus. You know, but sometimes you miss it. Are you perfect in all your ways? God is. God's perfect in all his ways. Amen. I'm not perfect in all my ways. Amen. You (laughs) want to talk to my wife? should tell you. He's not perfect in all his ways, but God is. I love how that verse says, man, that you are constantly improving, that you are constantly improving yourself. Amen. Constantly in a state of improving. Philippians 3.14 says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We press toward. Don't get bogged down. Amen. Don't get bogged down. Something happens, keep moving. Keep moving. There's an old man. I'm like going over these, all these old songs are coming back to me. It's an old Ron Cannoli song, and this is how it goes. It says, if you catch hell, don't hold it. But if you're going through hell, don't stop. (laughs) Hey, if you catch hell, don't hold it but if you're going through hell, keep going. Amen. Keep going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, yeah, come on, that's my song. We keep pressing towards. Verse verse 24 and 25 says this, hold tightly to what you have. Hold tightly to what you have. What is it God is saying to hold tightly to? What is it? He says, hold tightly to your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. Hold tightly to it. In a, in a culture of satanic thought and practices, the Lord is compelling us to hold tightly to what we believe. We just came through. I mean, 2020. We saw what people were just willing to give up for protection, and now it's now it's now it's coming out where it's like, you know, um, yeah, it actually, uh, it, 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 they were right. It actually, is bad for you. <laughs> it's actually not good for you. Amen. But we saw what fear would do. People would give up their freedoms. Hold tightly to your freedom. Hold tightly to your freedom. Amen. Don't Don't let ritualistic living snuff that out. Hold tightly to your freedom. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelations 3, 1 through 6. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. My gosh. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believe that first revival. Hold it to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly and unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life. But I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone who has an ear to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Again, he is speaking to the churches. He's speaking to you. These are people that love the Lord. These are people that love the Lord. They're not people who don't believe <laughs> Jesus. These are people that, that are in the church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to say, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. When I, you know, obviously you, you, you have a soul, which is your, your mind, your will, emotions, and you live in this body. But you are a spirit. Unsafe people, they still have a spirit but it lays dormant. It's laying dormant until they accept Jesus into their hearts. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. They do have a spirit. God created them. Yeah. Yeah. So if he created everyone in his own image, then they are a spirit, but it's, it's laying. It's not alive. It's not leading them. It's not guiding them. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what governs a person that's unsaved, that's a non-believer, and what, and what governs a Christian? What governs you? Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Amen. So I want to say this. Why why do people, why do Christians go to unsaved people for advice? It blows my mind. Go to some psychiatrist for your, you know, for like marriage counseling, and then what what ends up happening? Unsaved, liberal, my goodness, why? Why, 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 why? (laughs) You make sure, you make sure, and have the boldness. Before you step into anything, do you know the Lord? Because I need to make sure... I need to make sure we're of the same spirit. I need to make sure we're of the same stock. Amen. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Well, <laughs> I went to this person. Even, even I'm not attacking anybody. But if, why, why go to someone for marriage counseling and then their marriage is in shambles? Why go to, you, you, if you want sound counsel, you look at people who has marriages 30, 40 years even if, even if you think, even if in the natural, you're like, man, they have nothing to offer me. They have a 30, 40-year marriage, and if they're still happy, those are people you go and you go, hey, listen. Um, hey, uh, how do you, I, this, is why, this, is, this is the area that I need help in. Don't go to unsaved people who don't know the Lord, my goodness. You, you're going to get, <laughs> you're gonna get a, 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 a real mind answer. They have no connection to the Spirit of God. Yeah. Amen. You as a Christian, Romans 8, 9, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. And if you have the Spirit living in you, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all, and Christ lives within you, even, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus, Christ Jesus, from the dead, He will give your mortal bodies, He will give life to your mortal bodies, and this same Spirit, by this same Spirit living within you. Amen. What makes a Christian, what makes a believer seem to be alive, but they're really dead? Those pesky Nicolaitans. Religion. 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 The working of rituals will suck the life out of any believer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It will, you know, <laughs> religion will tune the voice out of your inner man. It, it actually goes like this. I don't need you because I know what to do. Why? Because it's written here. And this is what I do. I do check this, check that. Check. I don't need, actually, I don't need you, Holy Spirit. I don't need your leading. I don't need your voice in my life. I've got a checklist of things that I can do to make me holy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You become numb to the leading of the Holy Spirit and therefore you're dead. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you Jesus. 1 Peter 5:8 Be sober, be vigilant because of your ad- your adversary the devil is roaring like a lion who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Remember one time I had a, I had this really vivid dream. And in the dream I'm in this open f- I'm in this open f- field. And I'm standing there, and, and, and there's a lion about to attack me. And I look, but the lion that's about to attack me is like, is like what's the word? Like emaciated, like malnutrished, like mangy, you know what I mean? And I'm looking, and he's, he's growling at me with his teeth all big. And I look, I look again, and there's a lion, healthy, full lion, full beard. And he's just pacing around us like this pacing around me and this lion that's about to attack me like a lion like a lion not that's the lion that was pacing around me like this the like a lion ready to jump and the holy spirit spoke to me in my dream he said when he jumps because he's going to attack you when he jumps grab his back leg and run and I look behind me and all of a sudden a big building appears and there is a door he says when he jumps on you when he jumps you grab his back leg, and you run towards the door. Amen. Same, it happened, just like that. He, he jumped, I grabbed his leg, and I took off, right, right for the door. And right before I got to the door, I let him go, and I ran, and I shut the door behind me, and I was safe. Right? So when you have dreams like that, what do you do? You look for prophetic people in your life. So I go to Pastor Jeff. I'm like, hey, I got a dream. I need your help. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm like, hey, uh, you want to sit down? Let's 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 go grab some coffee. I got a dream to tell you. Help me, because I had no. And Pastor Jeff was like, well, the like a lion was gonna attack you, but the lion of the tribe of Judah, it was as though nothing. It really was as though nothing was happening. It really was. He was just like this, pacing around. It really was as though what was about to happen to you, he's like, he's not even worried about it. He's not even like, oh my goodness some, you know, my, there's my son, he's about to be killed. You know what I mean? He's pacing around like everything is a-okay. Amen. God has your back. Amen. And the Holy Spirit on this, told me what to do. The Holy Spirit living on it will tell you what to do. You are facing a situation. Get in your prayer closet and you pray, you pray in tongues until the Lord gives you the strategy. Amen. Pastor Rodney said he would just go to sleep and he would wake up and have it. He would have the strategy. Go to sleep. Amen. That sounds like, that sounds like a story in the Bible where the storm's raging and here's Jesus knocked out, yeah. sleeping. Amen. Amen. Go to, yeah, he would go to sleep and wake up and the Lord would give him the perfect strategy of what to do. Amen. And the, the, you know, <laughs> the Bible says that God is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Be sober and be vigilant. Awake yourselves. It's time. Come on. This is not the time to be alive but dead on the inside. And you know people like that. You love them from a distance, like I said earlier. Amen. Get around people that are bursting with life, vibrant on the inside. Amen. You never know what a Holy Ghost led person is going to do. That's why it's so cool to be around. Every day is an adventure. You know, every day is an adventure. One day, me and Lewis is in the office, and this guy comes in. He goes, I need to be baptized now. And I'm like, cool, let's go to the lake. <laughs> we go to lakefront. You know what I mean? We go to, take him straight to lakefront. You want to be baptized right now? Cool, we going right now. Ah, let's go. We, we, we take him to lakefront. And, you know, I'm in, clo- I'm in office clothes. I, I'm not in, like, swimwear. Take, take this guy to lakefront and baptize him hallelujah. That was, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day. That day was awesome. Hallelujah. Lewis didn't go with me though. He's like, go ahead, bro, go ahead. You're the pastor, you know what I mean? You're the pastor. He was dry, nice and dry. It was an awesome time though. Thank you, Jesus. To the sixth church, the sixth letter, Revelations 3, 8 through 13. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones that I love. Because you have obeyed my command to preserve, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world and uh, to test those who belong to this world. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God. My goodness. And they will never have to leave it. I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be, they will be citizens in my city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. I want to address something because he actually s- says this twice. In this letter and in the second letter, he says, those who say they are Jews but are not. I want to address it because he says it twice. I'm like, okay, anything the Lord said, I'm like, okay, let me, let, me <laughs> let me address it. Serving God through a relationship and serving God through works are two different things. Are two different things. Amen. Amen. Serving the Lord through a relationship, whether that's your personal walk with God, whether that's plugging into this place and giving of your time and your energy and your efforts and your wisdom and your knowledge. Whatever it is, it has to come through a relationship with God, not through works. Amen. Listen, there was no secret how the Jews viewed the Gentiles. No secret in the Bible. I mean, Paul even had to address it, right? (laughs) Paul said Jew or Gentile, don't matter, right? But the Jews had this thing of, man, like, they're not worthy to even hear the good news. Amen. So Paul had to address it. Um, Galatians 2. It basically, I'm I'm not going to read it, but Paul has to deal with spies going into his meetings to disrupt the freedom of, of Christ Jesus. So what's it saying? It's saying that those who call themselves Jews but are not... Are those who work rituals? Again, getting back to religion. 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 Well, they, you know, how dare you sit with them and eat? You know, they don't do the, the Jewish rituals. They're non-Jewish believers. They didn't even call them believers. My goodness. <laughs> don't call them non-Jewish believers. They had to put that in front. They're non-Jewish believers. So they're believers, but they're a lower class of believers. They're non-Jewish believers. Paul even said this in Galatians 2. He said, man, they came to disrupt the freedom of Christ Jesus, and he said "He said people would have them fall back into religious bondage. Even Peter got caught up in it. Peter even got caught up. Peter, the one who stood up and preached, and in the same day 3,000 got caught up in it to where he, was, he would sit with the non-Jewish believers, but some friends of James walked in, and he got up, and all of a sudden, he's this Orthodox Jew now, So Paul saw it and Paul called him out. Bro, what are you doing? All of a sudden now, you're an an orthodox proper Jew? When the friends of James came in who were like Jewish leaders or I guess they were priests or whatever. Amen? He started acting different. (laughs) Paul had to confront him, his hypocrisy. So if Peter can fall into this trap, we have to be diligent that we don't. And we need to protect the new converts. That's why, man... We have Pastor Lindo, amazing teacher of the word, Believers Foundation class. Get in that class. Because yeah. people love to pray on new believers. And that's what, the, that's what the Orthodox Jews was doing. They were praying on the new believers, saying freedom doesn't come through Christ. Actually, freedom comes through if you do this and you do that and you do this and this and this and that. And, and you give to me and you give to this. and you, Then you shall have this and ha-. That is religion. Yeah. Amen. That is performing of rituals. And that's why, and even, it it says it calls them liars. You're a liar. You are a liar. Hallelujah. So protect the new converts that come in here. Amen. Protect them. You see some person in the parking lot praying over them? If it's someone you don't know, that you don't, that you know that's good, you go up there, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? (laughs) Oh, I'm just trying to let them come to my, no, 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 they're here. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, um, verse 10 talks about the tribulation. Because you have obeyed my command, I will preserve, I'll protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world and test those who belong to this world. Uh, I'm out of here before tribulation. I don't know about anybody else. I'm I'm pre-trib. I'm out of here. You can stay. You can stay. I'm gone. Sorry. I'm I'm going to just mosey off to heaven now. Amen? Why would God, why would Jesus come, die on the cross, break every sin so what, I can go through the tribulation? Come on. Bro, you're smoking something really bad. Like that's mixed with something. You've like laced it with something. That's really bad. Jesus did not come, die on the cross, make an open display of the devil, rise on the third day, give me the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me to empower me to live this life. For me to walk through tribulation? Are you kidding me, God? No. No way. I'm out of here. I'm getting the heaven out of here. Amen. If you're with me, say amen. Yeah. yeah, we ain't trying to go through no tribulation around here. Uh-uh. We gone, child. I'm leaving. I'm not hanging around here. And again, in verse 11, he says, hold on to what you have. Again, hold on to what you have. Hold on to what you have. Amen. Don't let fear, opinions of others, come and steal what you have. Amen. You, you people let people steal the joy out of their life. My goodness. You, you huh? There's an old song again. The world didn't give me this joy, and the world can't take it away. Shout! Come on, somebody. <laughs> hey, these old songs are jumping up in my spirit right now. <laughs> this joy that I have, world didn't give. All right. Well, no one knows it. How do I know and no one knows it? That's an old song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that, um, in that verse that you will be a pillar. Amen. You will be a pillar. I look around the church, and I, I, and, 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 and I see pillars of the church. Yes. Yes. I look around here, and there are pillars here. Yes. Amen. 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 And what does a pillar do? A pillar supports. Yes. Amen. A pillar supports. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Business owners in here, a pillar supports. The Lord will cause you to be a support to kingdom purposes. Amen. The Lord will cause you to be a support to kingdom purposes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep his word. Don't deny his name. Keep his word. Don't deny his name. He will make you a pillar to kingdom purposes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's for you. If it's, if it's yours, say, it's mine. mine. It's mine. He will make me a pillar to kingdom purposes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. A, a pillar girds up, supports, adds strength. Yeah. Amen. Thank God for these pillars here. Right. Amen. And these big beams that we have in this church. It, let, let me tell you something. They, they tied the roof to these beams. So the, a hurricane going to have to rip these beams up to, to actually take our roof out. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. This thing is strong. <laughs> they engineered this thing strong and God will engineer you strong. Amen. He will be with you strong. Not only will he be a pillar of the church but people will come and tie on to you because of your foundation. Amen, because of your strength. Hallelujah. Amen. People people will come around you and you'll be strong for them. Hallelujah thank you, Jesus. I remember when we first got married, we would serve. I mean, we served, served all the time. We served one Wednesday night. we Wednesday night service. Pastor Rodney's preaching. He's walking around. He goes, he stops. He goes, you two, come here. We go up. I close my eyes, you know, because that's, you know, that's what's what I do. You know what I mean? I'm like, you go up and you close your eyes, and like time passed, and I had my hands up, and I open my eyes like this, and he's just staring at me like this from the first <laughs> He's staring at me so i go he goes what he this is when we were first married he goes what are you doing here what do you mean it's what am i doing here it's Wednesday night service i had to play i'm here he goes he goes um we know you're the faithful ones he goes we know i know we know that you're the faithful ones he said make this strong so that you can be strong for others he said, go, basically he was saying, spend time with your wife, you moron. <laughs> but that's what he was saying to me. That's how I took it. Spend time with your wife, you idiot. Don't be in church every time the church is open. Spend time with your wife. Cultivate something strong so that you can be strong for others. And that, that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And I, and I looked right over at the worship leader. I said, you, you saw. I got permission. I ain't, I ain't playing drums for a minute now. I took, I took like three months off from playing drums. And he couldn't say Boo. Big man said it. You know, big man, when big man say it, you're good. You know what I mean? He couldn't say, boo. I said, you already know. He goes, I know. Better, better declare another drummer in here. Thank you, Jesus. He will make you a pillar to kingdom purposes. And the last letter, we made it, guys. We made it to the last letter. Woo, my goodness. Ha ha ha! Someone said thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'm a musician. I hear it all. I hear everything. Yeah. I hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revelations. <laughs> Listen, if it took me this fast to ride it, let me kidding. Revelations three, fifteen to twenty two the church to Laodicea. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm, um, lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich and I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't recognize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to go buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich White garments for me, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. And ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Poof. Look, I stand at the door and knock. I hear if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious, power. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as. I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Wow. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm going in and out. Whoa! thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's, it's either one or the other. It's either you're hot or you're cold for the Lord. There's no, there's no riding the fence here. This is it. Be on fire for the Lord. Be hot Amen. on fire for God go after God with everything. You know, I love how Pastor Caleb says, if you give God one, one year of your life and you go after him, you run after him, he said, you won't recognize your life because he's faithful. He's faithful. Amen. When the pain of staying the same becomes too much, change will come. When the pain of going around the mountain again and again and again becomes too much for you, you're like, I'm done with this sinful stuff that's on my life, I'm done with it, I can't do it anymore, then it change will happen. Amen. You'll get on your face and God is faithful. He is faithful to answer your prayers. Faithful to answer you. Amen. But you got to get on your face to God. You got to get on your face to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love how it talks about, first of all, I love how it talks about the true riches of heaven. You know what I mean? Because Laodicea, they were they were wealthy. They were a rich church. They they didn't, they they were they had need for nothing. You know what I mean? But they were poor in spirit. Amen. And so the, the Lord tells them, Yeah, it's time to go after the true riches of heaven. Amen. Buy gold from me. How do you buy gold? It's not you can't buy gold from the, from God. It's it's not like God's like, here's a hammer and chisel. Knock off a piece of the pavement in heaven. doesn't work that way. Amen. How do you buy gold? Hunger. Hunger. Hunger is how you buy gold. How do you get the white linen? Hunger. How do you, re- how do you receive the true riches of God? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. This is the treasure. The anointing. The anointing the manifest presence of God. I love how he puts this last, the last letter. I love how he puts it in the right order, because without the anointing and the presence of God, without that in your life, my friends, you can't accomplish the first six letters. It's not going to work. Amen. Without the true riches of heaven, In the Old Testament, I'll just give you a quick, in the Old Testament, God's presence resided in in a tabernacle made with man's hands. Made Made with the hands of man. But now, he lives on the, you are the tabernacle. He lives on the inside of you. And you were created by his hand. By his hand, not by the hands of man. You were created by the hand of God. The Bible says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that before, huh, you were in your mother's womb. He knew you and called you, amen, and placed his, his word on the inside of you, amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are a vessel. You are carriers of the glory. You are a carrier of the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Man, Wednesday night, last week, Wednesday night, the glory of God hit this place. It was like, it was like no one moved. It was like, my goodness, the glory of God came and sat in this place, and I'm—I got up here to transition, you know, Leilani transition, and she handed it over, and I'm like, no one move a muscle, stay right where you are. No one move. I love the anointing because it makes my job so easy. It makes my job so easy, you know what I mean? It makes my job the easiest job. I just have to come and talk about Him. All I do is come and I talk about him, and he comes into the room. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians says this, "Ye are not. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 6.14, 2nd Corinthians. But ye are not une- be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what, hath com- had what communion hath light but darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. And God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. You belong to God. Thanks for listening to River Claremont's podcast. We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.